Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Code, DCU Penn's Finest, and Chris Coach, CB Coach Boy. It is officially wild card weekend. The regular season is over. Um, so it's all a thing in the past. We're going to be giving our NFC wild card, AFC wild card predictions. Of course, we're going to do NBA weekly. We always got to give you some NBA content uh, and then some moments. Of course, we're going to kick it off that way. Um, but yeah, just to let you know, uh, you know, before we get the episode started, uh, we appreciate all the love you guys have been giving on social media. You know, keep liking, keep subscribing, you know, follow us at sideline summit on every single platform, Twitter, uh, TikTok, Instagram, all of that. Um, so yeah, just keep showing love. We really appreciate it. We, I mean, this is a little overdue. We had 200 subs a couple weeks back, so we really appreciate y'all for that. Um, but yeah, enough of this uh, yap session. Uh, we can get right into Summit's Plummets. Danny, did you want to get us kicked off? Yeah, Summit is the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the playoffs for the first time in since Big Ben's retirement. It's a new era. And guess what? Big Ben's original replacement will be the starter. So that is a great summit to start my year off. Yeah, man. Yeah. And the one that actually gives weird comparison, I guess, say when Nick Foles took back over for Carson Wentz, it was like, oh, Nick Foles was supposed to do this in the first place, but like not like this, not with our other franchise guy getting hurt. Super weird, but um, you know what? Mason yeah. Rudolph is going on his Nick Foles run. <laughs> Boy, if you don't stop, there's a difference between just flat out replacing a bum and you know, just coming in because your franchise QB is hurt and your franchise quarterback being good too. But yeah, you can go for I the mean, plummet. Kenny P- Kenny Pickett was hurt, so <laughs> stop. Get the fuck out of here. That dude's a bum. <laughs> He's so bad. Uh, I don't. Really, I don't really have a a plummet of the week. All right, then we can just go right to Chris then. Um, my oh no oh, oh. My, my plummet my plummet I found one. Uh, Cutter Gauthier, yeah, he got the fuck out of Philly because we, we we don't play around with that attitude in Philly. You don't want to be here, you're gone. You Flyers employ Joel and B, dude. He what do you mean here. you don't take that attitude around here? A dude who started blaming everyone but himself after he dropped 15 points in a playoff game? 
Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Philly 100% allows that around here. Their fucking football team is five is is one in five in their last six games. They 100% allow th- things around here. Their kajillion dollar baseball lineup disappeared after going up 2-0 uh, in in the championship series. I, I promise, man. They they allow it around here. <laughs> is this like a, a year of uh, stress built up? No, I'm just calling it how it is. Just calling it Fair how enough. it is. Sad sack of shit, Sports City. <laughs> best fans though. Debatable. <laughs> I don't depends what be, best is. Like best as in like they act like Canadians and they're nice or passionate because Cleveland sports fans are up there. To hang in as long as they have, man. Shout out to them. Pittsburgh sports fans. A little delusional, but you know. I don't think I've ever met like a Steelers fan who's like a something else fan. Like there's you, but like that's just I'm pretty sure if like the Steelers oh well you're not a Pirates fan. Never mind. I have met one. I lied. I mean, here's the thing. If we had if we had a ba- uh basketball team in Pittsburgh, I'd be a I'd be a fan of that. But what happened with baseball? Baseball I grew up closer to, uh, with my dad. I was gonna say closer to Boston. I'm like, hmm. My, my my dad was a Red Sox fan growing up, and then I always Fairs. went to Philly's games. So that's how we got the Philly Doco shirt on. That's how that happened. The yeah. the butterfly effect and whatnot. All right, uh, Chris, Summers and Plumus. Uh, well, Plummet, real quick and easy, <laughs> doesn't take long. Uh, Plummet is that the team I root for because LeBron James is on it still employs uh, Darby Ham and Rui Hachimura at the same time, so nothing good is happening. So that is a, pl- a plummet because until that's fixed, the team won't be fixed because those two are not good at what they're supposed to be good at. Uh, that's my plummet. And my summit has to do with what I have on today. My boy, Eight Ball Jackson. Jersey. <laughs> my boy, Eight Ball. He has done what I asked him to do. On this very show, this greatly produced show, Three Handsome Males, this show. I said, boy, you got it. You got time out. First of all, you got Chris get his hair done daily, sharp beard. Give him whatever rating you want. I'm a calm six on a haircut day. So let's not put out any false advertisements. And then Danny can speak for himself. Cap. I don't know. Cap. Anyway, anyway, let's let's get back to the point. Let's get back to the point. My bad. So that's what I said on this show. If my boy A can make it through that two weeks of uh, Dolphins and 49ers games that, that would be his MVP case and my boy made it through played really great so that's still my plum I think that was my I mean my, not plum my summit that's still my summit I think my summit was really similar last week I'm just really happy I'm happy for this team I'm happy for uh, what's about to happen I haven't got to buy get some rest too so that was cool so I like seeing everything play out and see seeing that we kind of got what we were looking for as a team was pretty good so that's my summit yeah I mean plummet um Bad, bad football team. Eagles are a bad football team. Very, very bad football team. How, how bad, may I ask? Um, how bad? Um, Give it an uh, NBA like, comparison in the last 10 years. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Charlotte Bobcat bad? I'm about to say Mike Kidd, Gilchrist, Bobcat? That, that, that wasn't 10 years ago, fam. I feel like you're losing, you're losing track of reality. <laughs> how how long ago was it? You Christmas need you need to go to a mental <laughs> hospital. You're you're you are losing shape on reality. Um, how bad? 
Um, 2017 one seed Celtics bad. That's how bad they are. Frauds, one would say. But they lost to LeBron, right? Yeah, they should have lost to Rajon Rondo, but they got lucky. <laughs> So what's going to happen is Baker's that that ankle is going to be bothering him. We're going to barely escape the Bucks. We're going to go into San Fran. Well, get there. If the Ra- no. well, if the Rams win, we're going to Dallas. Regardless, getting packed in that second round. It's so unreal. But Jake Jake um, Ferguson hundred hundred plus yards. Ooh, oh, I'll be there for that. Four four twenty five yard seam passes. Dak's not missing on those one hundred. Well, who, who's guarding it? Uh, Nicholas Shaq Moore. Leonard. Shaq Leonard will be guarding Jake Ferguson. So uh welcome to my world. <laughs> Can't believe people were hyped for that signing. I was like, you know what? At least you no, know he's a better tackler than like what we have. No. No, he's Zach Cunningham is 100 percent better than him. So <laughs> I don't know, man. And Nicole Dean's just uh, never healthy. So I hope what Chad Ocho Cinco said is correct. Boy. It's Chad Ochocinco. I no, nah, I doubt that. Yo, Chad was sitting there smoking the pack in the car. Was like the Eagles are playing possum. They're not playing <laughs> possum, dog. They just got their butts whooped by the Giants. That's not possum, man. Look, all right, getting beat by the Niners and Cowboys is one thing, but the other four losses or other three losses, horrendous. Jets, Cardinals, Seahawks. It, that, that's just bad, man. That's just that's just horrible. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But um, I would say we can get to NBA Weekly, um, because I have no summit to be quite honest with you. Um, so wow, we can just get we can just get to NBA Weekly. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about um potential things, potential trade rumors that uh we've been hearing a lot. The big one that's been going around this morning is that, according to Shams, the San Antonio Spurs are interested in Dejounte Murray. Uh, I want to uh, I want to sw- swing it to Chris because I I'm, I wanted to talk about it from like a GM standpoint that everyone's been talking about, but I wanted to see Chris's mind on how would Dejounte fit. What can Dejounte do for Wemby? Is basically what I'm asking. What are they gonna bring back Derek White too? Two things. No. no. Two things. He can do what Trey Jones could be doing if Pop didn't hate him, and what he tried to get Jeremy Sohan to do. So he can be a bigger guard. I know Sohan's. 6'10, not that big, but he can be a bigger guard that can facilitate, kind of get his can get his own shot, and also can get the ball off the board and go. So that way, when you see Wimby running the lane as well as he does and as often as he does, he'll get hit with some of those passes. So that 18 points can go up to 24. Easy. It just it'll help Wimby's the easier part. So outside of that, and then as a GM too, DeJounte's paid already again. Like he's on an extension now. So like if you trade for him now, you're the Spurs. You already don't you don't have you're not necessarily a, a hotbed for free agents. I mean, you have Wimby now, but you're not necessarily a hotbed. So you have two guys that's under extensions in Vassell and uh Murray. And I think Kelvin Johnson's on extension too. So you kind of have like your quote unquote young core kind of sewn up. And I think you just can kind of go from there. So I think as a GM, it makes sense. And then on top of that, like you kind of like can finesse the system because you got all those picks for DeJounte Murray. Some of them you turn into players already. And if you're able to get get him back. I'm probably sure you have to give up some type of assets, but it's kind of like you really didn't lose much in that sense, I guess. So I guess from a GM standpoint, I think it just makes sense to get a bigger guard that's actually going to be able to facilitate. Not saying the guards that they have now can't, they just don't. And Murray's proven to be a person who can facilitate on the team is not as good. So I think it's just, it'd be a win-win for both sides, in my opinion. 
No, yeah, what is the future state of the NBA? What I'm thinking is there's going to be a, a lineup of like five, six foot eight, six to six foot ten players. There's going to be ten Ben Simmons on the roster. If you look at Euroleague, it's already kind of like that. It's like the guards over there, like six five and up, and every everybody's like six five or six eleven, but it's literally from position to position. So I think that the NBA is going to it uh, because I mean, Dude, then my, if you got versatile guys, you good. But Becky, but Becky was torn to shred by Knicks fans because she said six foot one Jalen Brunson cannot be the best player on a championship team. They don't know ball. But quite, quite, quite to be real, I don't even know if we'll ever see that again. Like, first of all, because you're not duplicating Steph Curry, you'll never see it again. You'll never see someone who is so efficient with the long ball that it makes up for any deficiencies that they possibly have. And his you'll never see someone with just that much gravity as a shooter. So, but back to DeJounte Murray potentially being – go ahead. The only good young south of uh, Virginia, Trey Young, uh, may rival Steph Curry being a short, good guard that could – Yeah, he's not – Trey Young cannot be the best player on a championship team. Yeah, uh, that's just my opinion. But um, uh, yeah, Danny, I would say I was swinging to you, ask you about because you mentioned Philly maybe getting Murray. What did you think about that? Yeah, I I seen some rumors about Philly getting Murray. I kind of like adding a more wing player, uh, like like a, a wing shooter, like Kennard if he's on the block, or someone someone who can just shoot. Maybe try to go get Duncan Robinson. He's on a big contract. You got you offloaded money. Go get someone who can shoot. Let Maxi and Embiid kick out. Because right now, I can't go into the playoffs with Pat Bev as a wing scorer. Because sometimes when Maxi's out, Pat Bev is running the offense. And you can see Pat Bev give Pat Bev is giving people 15 sometimes. What is Pat Bev doing in 2024? Does, is he still real? He said um, they were talking about on his show, like, oh, do you think you'll get traded? He'll be like, Philly would go crazy if they traded me. I'm like, I don't think – no, not really. Like, I don't think they'd really care that much. They're probably actually looking to move off of you, to be quite honest. But, yeah, I would agree. Definitely, I think wing help would be the better option for um, for Philly at least. Um, but for the Spurs in general, the trade deadline, I would, I mean, you could, I mean, you have the solution on your roster, but you know, if not, if you did want to go trade for something, go trade for like a, a high end point guard. Um, cause it'll easily, it will speed, it will speed up Wemby's development very much. And then, um, I mean, again, you're at to the point you're at the deep end. You're probably, you're going to be in top three, four odds for the first pick again anyways. So uh, then you got those Hawks picks as well. So, you know, um, yeah, like I, I, I could, I could see, I could see things working out uh, if the Spurs wanted to make a move like that. Um, another move that's make, just Pascal Siakam. Where will he go? Uh, a lot of people tied him to the Warriors. Uh, Chris, I was just going to ask you like, where did you, where do you see Pascal maybe going? Future Laker for real. Oh yeah, peace keep him far away. <clears throat> um, I think it's a couple, <laughs> it's a couple teams that um I can see Pascal fitting at. And I think the real big problem with Pascal, and it's been this way since he's been like on the trading block. Nope, like he is gonna commit, isn't going to commit to re-signing. So that's been the problem. 
But the team I would like to see Pasco go to is the Kings. That, I mean, the team that was trying to get him is the Kings. The Kings or the Mavericks. Those would be two teams I think would be great for Pasco Siakam. Um, for the simple fact that the Kings play up and down. Pasco is a power forward, but he's really more of a swing. So him being able to get it up and down the court and being able to run and, and actually like get the ball off the board sometimes and push and you have a playmaking center in Sabonis, I think it would just work out really well for them. And it gives them another scoring threat outside of like Fox and Malik Monk because Sabonis isn't a real scoring threat. No hate, no shade to him. He's a good player, but he's not a real scoring threat. So I think that helps them a lot. And uh, I think for my reasoning for the Mavs, I think he's literally the missing piece for them. They have a Grant Williams, they have Derek Jones, but they don't have a person combined. They don't have they have a cleaver. They don't have a person that can do all those things at the same time. You have to sub one to be able to do so. I think Pascal solves a lot of problems. Solves the scoring problem. He defends pretty well. He's a tall, taller guy, so he can, you can play him. You know that smaller at that power forward with Lively. I think it just gives you a, another look, especially when you have a smaller two guard in Kyrie Irving. Well, technically two guard in Kyrie Irving. Um, so yeah, those two teams. I think I would say the Mavs and the Kings. You know where I, I like, like I would I would love to see him in Dallas. Yeah, go ahead. Dan. I haven't heard anyone talk about this. The Oklahoma City Thunder. It depends how much they would have to give up, but he'd be a really nice veteran piece yeah, for them. Too, would still prefer him. That's still a good one. Like for, you know, being that playmaker, I just don't want him taking touches from. Mainly, he's not taking touches from Shea. You don't have to worry about that. I don't want him taking touches from Chet. That's, I don't want him stunting his growth. I don't. I don't want think it touches from Giddy. No, he can take touches from Giddy. Send Giddy. Send Giddy. He's a two-way liability. I've never seen anything like it. But he can take that playmaking role that you're going to ship, um, you know, the predator for, and then he's he's all, he's a he's a great defender. He can impact the game essentially without taking scoring opportunities. And the third one I didn't want him taking scoring opportunities from was Jalen Williams because this kid's going to be a star in the making. I mean, he's got all the goods. He's a he's a, a two-way, you know, he can score, he can defend. Chet can protect the rim, can shoot, can get to the basket, can create off the dribble as a 7-footer, which is slowly but surely, you know, just normal, but like you need that. And then of course, SGA is one of the 10 best basketball players in the league um a little probably closer to five than ten yeah, but i have one more too uh, yeah. tone for you yeah one go ahead. More. so yeah, go uh, ahead. danny said the other one it's one more team and you may look at me crazy when i say this but it's a reason behind it the clippers the clippers could use past siakam and i think it'd be like oh you just add another star i think they need a real four because you can get away with Kawhi and pg like sharing those power four minutes but in the playoffs you put you put more wear and tear on their body for the in that sense, and I think with you having guys like a Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, Bones High, like all the guys you necessarily don't give a lot of minutes to. If the Clippers have more trade assets as far as uh, picks go, I think they'd be easy able to make that you know type of trade. But the problem is, you know, they don't have the assets to give up without giving up uh, Norman Powell, Terrence Mann, blah blah. I don't think you want to do that to gut the bench. But I would really think Pascal could help them a lot just being. An actual four, so you don't have to have PJ and Kawhi play all those minutes at the four because it's going to be taxing. You don't want to put PJ Tucker anywhere near a basketball game today. So I think you will want to try to get uh, Pascal. Yeah, I, I I would like that one as well. And it, again, like if you were to send him over there, he's not here to take touches. He's not here to you know take more shots. Essentially, he's there playmaking role, real four. Which I I, I like uh, how you said that because. To put it plain and simple, Zubac and Tice isn't the 
best big situation. So if you had a good, really good defending four, even a guy who can play some small ball five, like we talked about last week with our small ball, like you could play him in a small ball lineup as the four and make Russ your five. And Russ can be your lob threat while he can space, while Pascal can pace the floor, create off the dribble. It would just be a dream scenario. And look, Pascal hasn't, you know, necessarily, you know, been up to his par this season uh, on the on the bad Raptors team. But I think the Raptors, I think, look, just ship off Pascal. Say, look, even if you we're not going to resign you. So make the agreement that you'll sign with another team. Um, and we're going to trade you because they clearly, clearly go in a different direction. You, they, you don't trade for IQ to not pay them. So they're probably going to pay him. You already got Barrett's contract. Um, so yeah, I just think the Raptors. Body's coming up to get paid soon. You already, you already sent off OG, sent off Siakam, send off anybody. That, and Trent too. Trent's got to go. Gary Trent. Yeah. He go let him be like. In the words. I don't know, a solid role player on another team, I guess. On the Lakers, but... uh, Trent and Denny for Rui Hachimura? Hmm? Rui ha- <laughs> they they have they have this Yo. weird weird thing for those def- uh, wings that can defend. But Rui Hachimura Andrew. is one of the worst defenders. He's a solid rebounder. He can't shoot threes for real. And his what happened? Because I'm pretty – didn't – he used to be a good defender, right? Like, I'm, I'm not imagining In that. In Washington, right? where nobody else played defense, so he tricked people. He made oh, you think he was guarding because nobody else was that guarding. Is. <laughs> he tricked you. Right. And then he had that one series where he made seven mid-range jumpers over four games, and everybody just thought he was fucking Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. again. And it's like, mm-hmm. bro – why comparisons will never go well. As basic of a player that is to replicate, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> nope. Yeah, my bad, Danny. My inter- bad. Interesting spot for Pascal Siakam is the Indiana Pacers. I think in a team that plays fast offense, he can space the floor and bring a defensive threat to that team and kind of propel them to the top five in the East. My same reason for the Kings. They're the Eastern Conference yeah. Kings, in my opinion, type of thing. Same reason. Yeah, the high offense, bad defense. You cannot score everybody, especially in a playoff setting. So I would like that. I mean, they're trying to shot Buddy Heald, so maybe they can make something work there. Maybe um, they healed, maybe healed a couple first for Siakam. Yeah. Maybe even less. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, I would say that's a pretty good one. Um, but we can get to the NFL side of things. Did y'all want to start with AFC or well, NFC? I like to start with the NFC. We can start with the NFC. I think the AFC okay. has a lot, a little more spice to be talking about. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we can start with the NFC wild card picture. Let's start with the two versus seven. You have the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay, youngest recorded team to make the playoffs. So I think. You probably won't get it. Matt LaFleur needs his flowers. I'm pretty sure I said he was winning coach of the year. I have to find the awards, but I think Matt, that was my preseason mean, pick. You mean Matt LaFleur? LaFleurs. LaFleurist. Uh, but Matt LaFleur. Mike he, Flores? He, 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 oh, yeah. Mike Flores. Yeah, Lamar is grilling him. But, yeah, Mike uh, Matt LaFleur needs his flowers. I said he'd be coach of the year before the year. Probably not going to happen, but um, – you know, I, I still I still think, you know, he they had an incredible season. Jordan Love making the playoffs in his first year as a starter is like huge um, for his growth. Obviously, the fifth year option is going to pay off now. Um, you don't got to pay him this offseason, but maybe you can get ahead of the curve. Um, 
just, you know, great job th- for them. I'm hyping all this up because they're going to get destroyed this coming weekend. They're going to go down to Dallas where they haven't lost all year. And Dak Prescott, you know, he licking his chops when he sees somebody with a worse record than his Cowboys. You know, he's licking his chops against that Joe or against a, Joe Barry. Yeah, I was about to say Joe Brady. Joe Barry. He's going to be – Dak Prescott is going to be licking his chops against his defense. I expect them to be able to throw all day. Not going to let up on that end uh, That end of the field. Um, I just simply – I see Dallas like really handing it to these guys. And But there's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, Green Bay had a great, great season in my opinion. Um, Danny, what did you think about the 2 yeah, 7 so matchup? Green Bay, it's very interesting. You said Packers, Packers Green Bay. I mean, P- P- Packers, Cowboys. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. The Packers, after that Panthers game where they allowed 30 points to the worst offense in the NFL, somehow they had a worse offense than the Steelers during that Matt Canada stretch. Don't ask how. But the Packers allowed 10 to 9 points against the Vikings and the Bears. And the Bears have something to prove. So I think the Packers are starting to figure it out defensively. Barry might not be as bad as we thought. And Jair Alexander is coming back versus CeeDee Lamb. If there's a cornerback in the NFL who can slow down CeeDee Lamb, it's Jair Alexander. I am leaning the Cowboys slightly because of their talent level is just much higher. But I think this game's a lot closer than you imagine. I would disagree about the Joe Barry thing. No, he's 100% as bad as you think. As as he's made out to be, he just got to play Justin Fields. That's that's all. Um, I would say because Bryce Young had a career day against the Packers. How do you not take advantage of it? Like I don't know. And the score didn't indicate how close that game was. Like the Packers moved the ball at will. Like they they just they just got whatever they wanted. Um, but Chris, did you have anything to say about the Green Bay versus Dallas? game at all i think it's about to be a spanking um uh second string quarterback Dak prescott is gonna go on a run and absolutely 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 smoke the packers no i'm kidding i, I i'm done ragging on uh prescott prescott but yeah i think i think the cowboys roll though i think they roll the, the packers yeah, unfortunately I, mean, I would say that's one of the games we're not really going to be saying too much about unfortunately i think it's, it's one of the one. games that i care least about this weekend though yeah, I'm gonna be watching. I like Dak. I like Jordan Love. Those are two of my guys. Um, I'll be watching, but um, I definitely, you know, it's whatever. I kind of know the outcome. Next game, though, however, I'm gonna pitch it to Danny. I feel like he's really invested in this one. Six seed Los Angeles Rams and Matt Stafford heading back to his old home. Three seed Detroit Lions and Jared Goff will get to face his old team as well. So I want you to take the floor. Give me your thoughts. The big trade everyone was talking about a few years ago comes full circle. Dan Campbell, Sean McVay, who will get the win? I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams, and here's why. Who's been here before, and who knows how to get it done? They, what team has Aaron Donald? What team doesn't have Aaron Donald? What team has Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Puka Nakua, who will dice apart a Swiss cheese defense that the Detroit Lions have had the last two years. Yeah, I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams to get it done here in a big upset fashion for the Lions' first playoff game in Ford Field. Is it ever? I don't think ever. I think that historic Barry run, 
against the Cowboys was a uh... no, 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 no. They hosted the Cowboys a couple of years ago too. I'm pretty sure. Or no, that or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. This is yeah. This is all their domes. First all domes play- look the same. First playoff game ever at Ford Field. I think they drop. Um, I think the Lions' future is very bright, but unfortunately, I think Stafford, his experience. If you watched any of these Rams games in the last few weeks, Stafford looks so good. His stats do not. It's like Lamar. His stats don't show how good he actually is. Yeah, Stafford that, is actually yeah. the the like the key of this offense, and without Stafford, this team is not good. I mean, you saw Wentz operate a pseudo offense, but it doesn't count. They gave my boy fourteen carries. <laughs> uh, it was good to see though. It was, it was good to see Wentz ball out. Get to see Sam Darnold get his shot. I I I enjoyed that game a lot. Um, I love I love Sean McVay putting the ball in Wentz's hands. Go for two. Just take the lead. Figure it out. Uh, but. You know, back to starting guy. I agree 100 percent with everything you're saying. Um, I will give golf his credit. Golf got playoff experience. Golf's been to a Super Bowl. Whether that's you know him being a product of the system, he's been there though. He does know uh, what it takes. He and he's got playoff. He's got playoff wins on the road. He went to New Orleans and got a win. When you know whatever you, your thoughts are in that pass interference or not, he ended up getting a win there, and and that's huge. Um, I. I'm not counting Detroit out all the way. I do agree with you, though. I'm going to go with the Rams, but, like, Detroit winning wouldn't shock me at all. Not at all. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if at the all. Rams, if the Rams can't get elite pressure, Amon Ross, St. Brown, uh, Reynolds. J-Mo. J-Mo, like, you know, all these weapons. I, I, I don't think Sam Laporte is going to be playing, but I think all Jared Goff has come to the point where he's an elite game manager. He can get the ball to his pieces. And they they have a chance to dissect the Los Angeles defense for sure. I don't think they I I think Los Angeles has the goods to get the pressure on Goff and and potentially make it a long day for him, get him beat up a little bit, make him make some big throws under pressure. As for the other side of the ball, the Lions defense hasn't really been that respectable all year. Like you just said, Matt Stafford is a legit surgeon with the football in his hands. Like he's as if we're given definitions of thing, he's the elite game manager. Like he is the up like a legit point guard out there. Just go get it to Cooper Cup. Go get he it to like Puka. Go get the it to best Tutu. Version of a Mason Rudolph variant. <sighs> the best version ever. There is no multiverse that revolves around Mason Rudolph. You know what that reminds me of? Marcus Morris Muse Twitter account. That's what that reminds me of. We're we're letting anybody get variants nowadays. Back to my point. Okay. Anyway, like I was saying, Matt Stafford, legit field general, like elite point guard, just getting the ball to his guys. And I think they'll be able to dissect the Detroit defense. I think that will probably be the main factor. If they have to get into a shootout, I think I like Los Angeles's offense against Detroit's defense specifically. I don't think I like Rams offense as a whole better than Detroit's, but I think just because, I mean, Detroit's defense has just not been pretty. They've had moments of like good pressure, good secondary play, but overall, yeah, I, I think I'm going to take LA uh, upset on the road. Matt Stafford getting a win in Detroit, just like we all predicted 10 years ago. 
I was like, Chris, you have uh, any thoughts on Stafford and golf and this, this probably the most highly anticipated game of the NFC wildcard weekend. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a mid off, uh, super mid off with, uh, mid golf and, uh, mid you Stafford. So I'm um, not really looking for much, honestly. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, actually a little uh, interested in this game because I think um, – I want to see how the young guys do for the Lions. I was really looking forward to see how Laporta performed in the playoffs, but looking for Jameer Gibbs, looking for Jamo, look for just look for how they do in their first um, experience. And then one thing you said about Jared Goff is him being an elite game manager. He is. And I think in that sense, you get – a lot of times that means get the ball to your playmakers, i.e. Brock Purdy. So in that sense – you're really able to, you know, kind of take it out of your hands at that point and let the playmakers do what they do. Um, I want to see um, if this Rams team has, like, we know one more run in them, you know, before it kind of starts to disintegrate and, and kind of be over with. Not saying they're going to just break up the team. No, but, yeah, no, I mean, like, this is going to be one of their better shots in the right. near future, definitely. Yeah, so I want to see how that goes. I'm, I'm interested. I, I can't really say who I'm leaning towards. I I guess I'd lean towards the team with the best player in the game, and I'd say Aaron Donald's the best player in this game, so I, I lean towards the, the Rams. I think you can make a good argument for uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, but same. say Aaron Donald is an elite disruptor, but I mean, St. Brown, hell of a year. Like he, there might be an all pro nod coming his way. Not sure. He might just get beat out by some of the best seasons this year. He, he almost uh, had 120 catches, right? Or like 117. Something like that. Yeah. He was on one this year. The hell of a season by him. Um, Yeah. Hell of a season. Um, If we have nothing else to say about this game, I guess. guess Moving on to your Philadelphia Eagles, who will be going down to my my Baltimore Ravens don't play this weekend. So the fifth seeded Philadelphia Eagles will go to the fourth seed Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Danny, as an Eagles connoisseur and uh, Baker Mayfield um, enthusiast, how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of torn. I, I love to see Baker win, and I love to see Jalen Hurts win. So uh, it's like it's something they both do very well. The battle of Oklahoma. Who will win? Just missing Kyler Murray. An old, an old cowboy shootout. Hey, we don't use that word around here. Do they hate the Cowboys as well? I don't know. Or they just hate Texas in general. I don't know. But what's a sooner that, anyway? Nonetheless, I think the Eagles played the Bucks earlier this year, and they will continue to do what they did then is dominate the trenches. Brian Johnson, you're playing for your job, buddy. Call, run plays, have Swift, have Gainwell. Hell, have Rashad Penny. Power, run the ball, and use A.J. Brown. Use Smitty. I don't know if he's, he's going to be back, but use those playmakers on play action and on these slice actions instead of doing these getting backed up and calling screens on third and 15. The play calling is actually not bad. The plays that you're calling, it's the order of the plays that's going down, which is really Oh, no, those horrific. plays are horrendous. Like 1,000% these plays are bad. Well, some like some of wide, wide receiver screens, wide receiver screens to gain well. No drag or slant routes in the world. Just deep shots. No intermediate stuff. I, I don't know. He's limiting himself too. I don't know if he's limiting himself or maybe Sirianni's limiting himself. But like, it's like the dude has like a rookie mode 
playbook. But no, I definitely get what you're saying. It sounds as simple as just get your playmakers the ball, but ask Madden. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, for real. Ask Madden. Ask Nick what you do. Uh, Um, But no, I think the last time the Eagles caught a good game was the game that we were at. Call like play calling. Play calling the Eagles. They still had some stinkers there. You remember that third and what was it? It was like a third and something near the goal line, and we called a quarterback draw. It was so bad. Oh, you were so mad. I remember that. You were so yeah. I, I was because it's there is a time and place for QB draw, and that time is when you set up the run. So you set up man on the outside. So the middle of the field is nothing but Jalen Hurts, Jason Kelsey. And some sorry ass defender in the middle, but yeah, those days are behind us. Well, here's what I got to say about the Eagles and the Buccaneers. The main issue is the Eagles are zero and two in their last two playoff games against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The first one coming in Jalen Hurts' first playoff appearance. Ooh, that might be the worst game of his career. <laughs> Probably the worst game of his career. And his Tampa Bay defense has been looking better and better over the court past five weeks. So it's going to be a close one. I'm still taking Eagles 27-20. Okay. Okay. Very generous. You think they're putting up 27 points. Thank you. Um, Chris, did you have anything to say or did, did you want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. So the Buccaneers – after the hot start they had to December, have not looked as hot offensively. I can say that. But if no, there's not at all. there's any defense that a struggling quarterback is looking to break out of his slump, look no further than Sean Desai's Philadelphia Eagles, where we have old corners, no middle linebackers, the most overhyped safety duo in the NFL, um, and a defensive line that does not get pressure. So... I think Baker will have – this is a good opportunity for him to have, like, a really good bounce-back game after the past two weeks. I know last week he was dealing with the ankle injury, but even so, still just wasn't insanely accurate, just wasn't insanely, you know, playing to that hot start he had. Like, that game against Green Bay, he just wasn't up to that level. Um, however, for the Eagles offense, this is a Buccaneer defense that has been respectable, I would say, in the last month. This is one that you can't look over. For some reason, they're three-point favorites, but you shouldn't be, to be quite honest. Um, I think the Eagles' offense, like you said, you know, hopefully they run the ball. Use all of your backs. Use your backs in the pass game. Get your backs lined up with these linebackers who can't cover, like 100% can't cover. Um, Just expand the usage of the backs. Get Swift more involved. Penny was active last week. That would be good for the power run game. Get Gamewell involved in, in the pass game. He's obviously he's a good pass blocker as well. He's versatile. He can chip and, and come out uh, to the flat. And I I can't believe for like the fifth straight week that me and Danny have to say this, but like get the ball in the hands of Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown over the middle in a rhythm because when these guys get the ball in their hands, they're not really easy to bring down. Smitty maybe, but, you know, AJ Brown's not an easy tackle, man. Just get him in stride. Get him the ball. You know, slant. You ready? Yeah. Call slant out. Yeah, like just that's. I mean, it's ironic because AJ Brown got hurt because he they threw a slant. He caught it, fumbled, and got rolled up on. But 
you know, don't stop. That shouldn't stop you from calling it, man. Like you got, you got the all-stars and to be quite honest, Jalen hurts. Just got to hang in the pocket more. There's too many times where he decides to roll out instead of step up. It's part of being a young quarterback. It's, it's fine. You know, like he's gonna, he's keep, he's still growing. That's fine. But a little, you know, faster than slow, you know, um, I have the Eagles winning, knock on wood, um, I have the Eagles winning like 20 to 17 and a mad, ugly one. Um, I don't expect much from this Eagles team. If they go one and done, I'm entirely not shocked. This defense is, I would 100% say, the worst in the league as it is right now. And their offense, I can't believe that they're even a top 10 offense. This is just not the same team that I saw against the Bills, against the Dolphins. Um, what happened to they the just team have, they love? What happened to the game I love? Uh, but last here, I'll say this. Last time they played the Bucks, the Eagles had 200 yards on the ground. Find out what works. You know what works. It's DeAndre Swift. So. Yeah, Chris. To wrap up our NFC Wild Card, any thoughts on Eagles Buccaneers? There's a reason why I wanted you to go first, Tom, because mine is going to be very short. There is no way, shape, form, size, move, or even vision that I'm going to pick Baker Mayfield in the game over Jalen Hurts. It's just not happening. I just won't do it. I don't care. The universe won't let me do it because I will not let it happen. And on top of that. I think the Eagles need one. Y'all know me. I'm a narrative guy. The Eagles need one of those games where they go up there and spank the Buccaneers 27-3. to And if there's anybody who can give you a motivational quote, it's Jalen Hurts. So I know he's going to have people prepared. I can tell you that. They're going to have people prepared. And if they're going to go out, I think they're going to go out and I think they're going to roll the Buccaneers. I don't think the Buccaneers are are that good. I think they had a couple flashes during the year, but I don't think they're that good. So I think the Eagles are going to hopefully get back on track against them so we can have a bird's bowl. But, yeah, I, I think the Eagles win. We'll see what happens, man. I can I, I can see them winning this week, but if how it plays out, our NFC wild card would be Dallas hosting Philadelphia and then the Rams going up to San Francisco to play the Niners. So we would have two divisional games in the divisional round. It's almost like what it was made for. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, um, we can move on to the AFC wild card round. Um I would say I, if we want to do the same order, it'll be the same the order. Seven seeded, same order. Seven seed Pittsburgh Steelers going up to second seed Buffalo Bills, and I'm a as those watching might see the bias. Danny might be in bias with the Steelers hat. Just just let him hear him hear him out for a second. Go ahead, Danny. Hats he off took the hat off for this part. <laughs> yeah, he's got to he's got to so, look the non-biased part. We're not looking at any biased parts. So the last time that the Pittsburgh Steelers were out playing the Buffalo Bills, it was preseason, and Jalen Warren broke for a seventy-five yard touchdown run. Oh, we got preseason clips. We're in the gutter. Jalen, this is starting offense versus starting defense. The first. The, the whole entire first teams were out there for the first three drives. Josh Allen went three drives, three straight punts, and the Steelers went touch touchdown, one play touchdown, one play touchdown. 
if anything is similar, this Steelers game is going to be in the snow. It's going to be a power game. Like Allen might not be able to throw like you expect him to. Gabe Davis is going to be out. I want my brain tells me to lead to lean the Bills, but if they can't get their power run game going against a stout Pittsburgh defense, and even without TJ Watt, we have a TJ Watt clone in Nick Herbig. Hmm. If TJ is that replaceable, there's no way he's Ooh. defensive player of the year, right? Hmm. Just saying. All's I'm saying is if you think you can just lose TJ Watt and your defense won't miss a beat, don't ever call him defensive player of the year. So that's just me. Uh, I mean, Chris, if you want to – or uh, evident, Danny, if you weren't uh, done. but I, I think you need people to step up to win the game. Uh, I think it's going to be a very close game in the snow. The last time the Steelers played in Buffalo in a snow game, Le'Veon Bell had 250 yards. Did you just say Le'Veon Bell? That's the last time they played in the snow game. Levy, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. Najee Harris is a very, very good running back. In this Jets game. legend Le'Veon Bell. Okay. My, my first point was that you were talking about Le'Veon Bell, who has not played for the Steelers since I was in middle school. That's the last time they second, played in a snow game in Buffalo. Second, yes. second, you did not just compare Najee Harris to Le'Veon Bell. No way. Najee's good, man. He's good. I give him his credit. He had a great year. Him and him and Jalen Warren, one of the premier running back duos this league got to offer. There is no way in hell you just compared him to Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> He's nothing close to Le'Veon Bell. All right, Le'Veon Bell was right. special. Le'Veon Bell was special. But I, I'm going to pick Steelers 23-20, getting it done in the snow. I Okay, so me personally, I hold a little more value uh, about TJ Watt than you do, which is a little weird, but – uh, with TJ out, I can't see the Steelers holding the Bills down forever. Um, it's in an aspect that, like, okay, they could probably get some three and outs. They could probably force some turnovers. You still got Minka back there. You still have Nate Herbig. You still have Alex Highsmith. But holding down the Bills forever is tough. Yeah, they're not going to have Gabe Davis. I'm not really a big Gabe Davis guy anyway. So, um, I will. I'm, of course, very interested to see the matchup of Joey Porter and Stephon Diggs. Um, and Joey Porter will be, we battle tested. I'm going to tell you that I think with no Gabe Davis, Josh Allen is of course going to be looking for his guy, Stefan Diggs. Um, and I would say on defense, I mean, that safety duo has, they, they've been looking youthful lately. They've held, they've held a, a pretty dynamic Miami offense twice. Now injuries or not have held them down. Uh, there's not too much film on Mason Rudolph to really go off of, but I think, um, if you can, you know, if you can land some pressure, if you can throw him some stuff, um, he's getting the ball out super quick. Is the is a lot of problem with that? He's he was eighteen of twenty with one of his incompletions being a deep shot to Deontay Johnson. So eighteen of nineteen essentially. Um, last week, last week in the rain. That's very that's very impressive. I will say that's very very impressive. Uh, but like you just said, a guy who gets the ball out fast. That's another guy they literally just dealt with who, with all due respect, a little bit better than Mason Rudolph. Yeah, he so, is. A lot better. You know, if, not, they, if, they were able, if they were able to disturb one of the best RPO quarterbacks in the league into a tug of Iloa, I think they'll be able to do the same thing to, to Mason Rudolph. I do have the Bills winning not as 
big as a lot of people make it seem. I will, I got them winning, tw- tw- you know, 20, 21 to 14, 21 17, something like that. I just think the Steelers will probably have a rough time getting the ball downfield, but I don't see the Bills holding up super explosives on uh, the Pittsburgh defense. But if TJ Watt was playing in this game, maybe I have to make another evaluation on it, but he's not going to be playing this week. I go as far as to say I like our skill positions better than the Bills' skills. The wide receiver group is better. I like I, our tight end better too. Yeah, it. But Stephon Diggs is just—he's a one of one type of guy. Yeah, he um, is one of one. I mean, if Pickens has yeah. his one of one type of game, it's it's all it takes, man. Yeah, um, it, it that could be the difference. Uh, a play could be the difference. Um, and Chris, thoughts, if any at all. Two teams you probably hate and don't want to yeah. see either of them. So I don't mind the Steelers. I don't like the Bills. I don't mind the Steelers though. And it's crazy. I don't mind the Steelers, but none, none hey, that's weird. Back. Cause like every other Bills, every other Ravens fan and every other Steelers mm-hmm. fan hate each other. But yeah. like I appreciate the Ravens and you appreciate Mike Tomlin's black magic. And I and I appreciate the Steelers and I appreciate TJ Watt, the best player outside. Well, my favorite player outside Lamar Jackson. But outside of that. I don't trust I don't trust Josh Allen, bro. I don't. I don't. And I also don't see what everybody else sees in him. But also I could be blind in both eyes because I also said the same thing, not seeing what people seeing Caleb Williams. So take that with a grain of salt. But I don't trust Josh Allen. And I think what you guys talked about the most is most important. Him finding digs is gonna be important. And they have not been on the same page. Well, actually not been on the same. They haven't really connected for like a ton of yardage, a ton of you know points in the last bunch of weeks actually and i think if they can't do that they can't get on target i think the steelers can can win this game i think it's close regardless just because of the bills big playmaking ability just for them to be able to go take a big shot and and make one every once in a while i think that is what's going to keep the game close but i think what what danny said also is really important like if they can limit turnovers if the steelers can limit turnovers and mason rudolph can get the ball out quick continually do that i think they have a really good chance to win because like i said i don't i don't trust the bealer the, the bills I feel like they're battle tested, maybe, but I don't. I just, I just don't trust them in in this setting. And I think a gritty team like the Steelers can. This would be the game they can win thirteen to ten. You know, a, a, a random day out there where it's a low scoring game and they can keep it low scoring. So I'm, I'm gonna go with the Steelers on this one just because I don't. I don't trust the Bills. My opposition to the one of those last statements, Steelers being a gritty team. I think Buffalo is just gritty. as gritty. You are a six that. and six team. You have Super Bowl aspirations, six and six teams. You get kicked in the mouth. You just lost on the road in Philadelphia in a game. You had one. You were up 10 in the fourth quarter. But they didn't know Jalen Hurts. Like, I know Jalen Hurts. But regardless, you're six and six. You've already lost, what, four, five? Um, You've already lost, what, four or five one-possession games? Well, how did Buffalo respond? We said, no, we're going to win five straight. We're going to find ways to win. We're going to find ways to get it done. Josh Allen, you don't got to be hero ball every game. We're going to rely on James Cook. Defense, yeah, we don't got Matt Milano. We don't got Trey White. We're going to find a way. I think them, just as much as any other team in the league this year, has found a way to win. The um, Bills. But, yeah, the I got yo, they got one more in them. I think they got at least one more in them. And then we could talk next week, you know, depending on who they're playing. But. This will be a lot better game than I think people are going to give it credit for. I I I believe so. Josh Allen is prone to bad games. That's one hundred percent true, especially um, in the snow. I mean, he lost to Joe yeah. Burrow twenty-seven to ten last year. Yeah, it was snow. bad. He just couldn't get it going. Um, before we move on, 
quick note when you said you don't see something about Caleb Williams. I don't blame you because you don't uh, – me too. Like, I don't really watch that much college football. I kind of just wait till recruiting comes around and then uh, we chat about it. When when we start talking about our favorite QB prospects, man, and and we all start to look at the film, we all start to look at the notes, this is going to – I'm going to let you all know now, this is going to be the, the Caleb Williams, Drake May fan girl central. Chris is going to be included in that. I'm going to make sure of it. I will make sure he sees the light on those two. He might not like Josh Allen and Drake May is an actual clone of him, but Literally. I, will, I will make sure he sees the light. I'll so make sure who, who Daniel is a clone of? Because I, I like him. Danny no says Lamar. He's, one He's like Lamar's one of one. When you say when he, I say one of one, that means like, bro, you're one of one. There's no one like you. His play style, like he Jaden Daniels is like a mix between Lamar and Kyler's play style. I like I Kyler. Kyler like I like Kyler. Film. I'd have to look at his film a little more because I also want to look at some of his ASU film. It's kind of like irrelevant hey, hey, at this his point. play like, style is Kyler, but his skill set is not Kyler. Huh? And my thing was I like, get what when, you mean, I, but like when what? I seen him this year on like just randomly turned on games and seeing LSU on, like I was just like. He looks dynamic, and that's one thing I can't say about Caleb Williams. I think I think Caleb Williams is the most dynamic college player for sure. Because every time I see him on film, I think what you said earlier, Tone, is like he's out of structure, in structure. Like he's great regardless, and I do see that. I do see that. It's just I've seen that a couple times with a couple people. It's just like they just didn't work out. But I'm not gonna try to throw it. How do I put it this way? Nobody in college has looked as Mahomey as Caleb Williams has. Like I mean that with complete. Unironic, no sarcasm. Like, just, just he just looks Mahomey. Um, and I currently think when well, you talk about, like, I was saying this earlier, like if you put Justin Fields in this, put Ohio State's draft, Ohio State Justin Fields in this draft class as a prospect, I personally think he would probably be behind May, but he would for sure be three in my opinion. But yeah, I agree. This is I'm trying to block out what I know about Fields now, um, because maybe Jaden Daniels will have a better. NFL turnout than Fields did. Maybe he'll be drafted I'm, to a better situation, but I'm that's for draft this. time. Jaden oh, Daniels. Yeah. Every time I watched him this year, he is getting killed, dude. He he gets outside the pocket and gets lit up. He yeah, needs to learn how to slide. Yes. Uh, we can. We'll talk about draft QBs another time. Sorry to waste y'all time. Let's move six seeded Miami Dolphins to the three seed Kansas City Chiefs. Tyree Kill, you've got what you asked for. You're going to Arrowhead. You're going to play your old best friend in Patrick Mahomes. His Peely um, is, is, is true enemy Peely. Uh, <laughs> Peely Mahomes. I actually wanted to start with this one. We know back the Miami lost the Germany game. Um, I'm looking at this game. I'm looking at Kansas City who's find themselves in a situation very similar to the team they played in the Super Bowl. The team they beat in the Super Bowl last year, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're on a skid a little bit. They're not looking too hot. They don't really have a number one target. Travis Kelsey hasn't looked the same. Um, and Kansas City, just like as much as anyone else, for most part of the year, has found a way to win. And I think they'll find a way to win this one as well. Chris, Look, Chris Jones ain't fall off. Chris Jones still doing his thing. So I expect him and that defense – with a week of rest, of course, because they couldn't, they didn't start their starters this week. Got rest. I think they're going to get after Tua, get them off the first read, just like the Bills did, make them one dimensional. 
And I'm not sure if Jalen Waddle's playing. I'm not sure. If he is, though, that is obviously a threat. It's obviously something you have the game plan for. Um, but I think I like Kansas City's defense to get Tua off his mark. I think if anybody knows how to defend Miami or defend Tyreek Hill, it's Kansas City. He did not have his hottest game against them last time. But you know who did? Raheem Mostert. So that's something they'll also have to keep an eye on. As for the Chiefs offense, I mean, well, is Jalen Ramsey going to be guarding Rasheed Rice? I mean, that's how, like, unfair it is just in, in the in the Kansas City uh, wide receiver room. Rely on Pacheco. Um, get they Jet, might, they might, get they Jet might Moore put, involved. They might put Ramsey on Kelsey. I, we've seen it before in Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My fault, my fault, my fault. Um, yeah, I was like, Ramsey's guarded Gronk before, so. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, there's there's nothing Gronk, so. There's nothing that Ramsey will turn down. He will guard the absolute best, even at this age, even after the knee surgeries. Um, I will take Kansas City in a low-scoring game, though. It's going to be some ugly offense from both sides. It's going to look very similar to the Miami-Buffalo game that we just saw, in my opinion. I'm going to take Kansas City. Um, I have very awkwardly, like, 17-12. to 12. <laughs> That's a very unique score. Um... Yes, it's not a scoregami for sure, but it's weird. Uh, it's definitely a weird game. McDaniel's is going to get tricky or something. Go for two or whatever. Uh, That's what I'm I. Thinking. He's going to get think, a little Mahomey. I'm with you there. I think Patrick Mahomes is still a quarterback on the field, and the Chiefs' defense is very, very. Is, they, they're battle tough. I mean, you, you've we've seen what they did last year in the playoffs. We saw what they they've endured. They've been through all this. Mahomes knows who to find in the playoffs. I mean, he, he finds a way to win games. He's he's simply the best because he does that. I'm so, I, he, I, I I hate to say like winning is not a QB stat, but Mahomes for Mahomes, winning is a QB stat. Same thing with Lamar. Lamar is one of the most winning quarterbacks in the league because winning is sort of a QB stat when you impact the game like that. Yeah. And I think Mahomes is going to bring that same level of impact to this game on Saturday. And I think the Chiefs get it done 24 to 17. Yeah, I would say another thing would you when you put like you when you when you say finding someone in the playoffs, he MBS had like a, a damn near like he had like a really good game against Kansas City last year. Like he just yeah, makes he made Juju a hero in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He he knows how to create. Could, like, Kadarius Tony became relevant in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, mainly for his punt return, but he also had a touchdown. He made Sky more relevant in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's what winners do, man. That is what winners do. To to combine it with the second best defense in terms of yards allowed. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Kansas City. He's also second in sacks as well, behind Chris's Ravens and my Ravens, but. Uh, Chris, thoughts on the Ravens' arch nemesis? I want to pick the Dolphins so bad. I want to pick the Dolphins so bad. I want to pick them so bad. But I, I cannot bring myself to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I didn't bet against Mahomes when he didn't have a great defense. Now his defense is better than the offense. It's like, how do I say, you know, like how do I bet against that? But if there was any time to do so, I'm, I'm going to do it this weekend. Because the Chiefs have looked poop the last couple of weeks. 
But they found ways to win, I think, was what you said. They found ways to win. I think that does matter. But I think the, the biggest reason why the Chiefs have been great outside of Patrick Mahomes is Travis Kelsey. Like, he's like the thing that orbits around, especially when he's in the passing game. And him not being all the way right. Not saying he can't turn around this game because he definitely could. Um, but I think the Dolphins, the part of the defense that's still pretty decently intact is the, you know, to defend the pass, I think, in my opinion. So I think. That's why I would give it the edge, but I think I would give the Dolphins the edge 2017. I don't want to bet against Pat Mahomes. I'm sure it's going to bite me in the butt, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Dolphins 2017. All right, I'm going to – I'm not mad at that. I'm going to tell you one thing. Chiefs versus J- Jaguars 2023 playoff game. Hmm. I'm going to let you guess Travis Kelsey's stat line and Mahomes' stat line. Uh, didn't Mahomes have to leave that game for a little bit? Or was it just he like did, a drive but or something? It, it, was, it wasn't that long. I don't know. Mahomes, 327, three touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, six catches, 107 yards. Final score was 27 to 20. Mahomes had 195 yards and two touchdowns. Both of those touchdowns went to Travis Kelsey. He had 14 catches for 98 oh yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. 14 catches, yeah. No matter what, say, you know where Mahomes he's going. will find his guy in the playoffs. No matter – last year he had Juju and he had other guys, too. So, as far as that goes, he's going to find Kelsey early, often, and I think the Chiefs can unleash their true game plan for Kelsey the same way the Eagles try are going to try to do with a run game. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, now we move on to what might be the best game of the weekend. Might Hell be yeah. the best game of the weekend. You were the four-seeded Houston Texans hosting the fifth-seeded Cleveland Browns. C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryans, both, you know, the rookie head coach combo who, you know, are going up against another coach of the year candidate, and Kevin Stefanski. You got Joe Flacco, who's been balling these last couple of weeks, just straight gunslinging. I want to just, before we start, I want to give Danny some credit. He, so, and Chris credit. Chris said, you know, regardless of what happens this year, the main thing is seeing what happens with Nico Collins. What's going to happen with Tank Dell? How is CJ Stroud going to look? And I mean, and he predicted it would be good, and it's been good. He didn't know if the wins would come with it. Danny, well, I give him credit. Their line was, I think, five and a half. Danny said he could actually see them winning seven or eight games. Now, mind you, surpassed those expectations as well. But he saw a little bit of light that I did not see because my analysis on them was, all right, fellas, go out there and have fun. So, uh, that was my analysis on the Houston Texans. I'm not going to lie. I thought CJ Stroud was in the worst situation of any of the rookie quarterbacks. I actually believe that I didn't like the defensive head coach with the rookie quarterback combo, uh, but they proved me wrong. And I'm glad I, sh- I jumped ship very early. Like week two, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm on the bandwagon before it's too late. Uh, if that's too late to some of y'all, then I'm sorry, but I'm here. If I'm um, not mistaken, D'Amico was my coach of the year candidate, correct? I believe so. Now, because we asked, it was like, can you get it and not make the playoffs? And we'll have to look back at, back at what we said exactly. But, yeah. So, we both. It's got to be him, good... him or Stefanski at this point. I wonder, Chris, do you remember off the top of your head who your uh, coach of the year candidate was? Damn, I, need to find, I, I need to find the papers. But I I actually, I'll say, in the meantime, Danny, did you just want to? talk about what you think we could get out of this game because last time they played cj stroud was not present so yeah i think that cj stroud versus joe flacco is a very very hilarious matchup 
You have one of the oldest guys in the NFL coming off his couch. And then you have a guy who lost in the college football semifinals on a missed field goal on the as New Year ball dropped in a heartbreak last year, just a year ago. And now he's playing in a NFL playoff game against a legend in Joe Flacco. So you got an electric Texans offense. I mean, I think they try to run the ball a lot, but I think they should try to switch to the pass more because it's more effective for them against this Cleveland Browns defense that Jim Schwartz has. Oh my, if Jim Schwartz is the Eagles defensive coordinator, Eagles would be Super Bowl favorites, but he's the Browns coordinator and the Browns have arguably the best defense in the NFL. It scares a lot of people. And it scares Chris every time he, the Browns play the Ravens. It scares me every time the Steelers play the Browns. And it sure scares every NFL plant fan because your quarterback might get killed. Miles Garrett's <laughs> on the field. Miles Garrett is on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, so, um, I, with, with that being said, I am going to lean the side of the rookie here, actually. And C.J. Stroud getting it done at home against the Browns. I think I like their offense a little too much for the Browns' defense, especially if Flacco if Flacco turns the ball over one too many times, especially to get a red zone pick. You let Stroud punch that in. They're going to go up 14-7 early or something. It's, it's, it's going to be hard for them to come back. Yeah, I I, uh, I could definitely I could definitely see that. Yeah, see with the Browns. They've just made every quarterback's life hell. Um, I don't know they if, have. you know, yeah. And, you know, I don't know if CJ Stroud is, you know, I, I don't think he's safe from that, to be quite honest. Um, and the, the Houston defense, while they've have stepped it up at times this year, I do like the mentality of the Browns offense. It's just like, we're going to go for it all. We're going to go deep to Amari. We're going to find David Njoku. We're just... We're gonna get the balls in the hands of our get the ball to our playmakers. Um, and it's just uh, ball uh, out. Uh, that, that, yeah, and as simple as that sounds, that's been the drive all year, and they couldn't do it. Like mm. PJ Walker couldn't do it, DTR couldn't do it, Deshaun Watson did it once. Like, and Joe Flacco just found found a way to do it. Now, what also might scare me is that Houston. Still a defensive-minded coach over there. They still have they just they're coming off a really good defensive effort against a good offense in the Colts. I think Houston might be able to like, like we talked about this a couple weeks ago. What if Joe Flacco's all those shots he's taken, all those chances he's taken, they turn into turnovers instead of touchdowns? That's been his whole thing since he's become the starting quarterback for the Browns. I think off of that. I think with the play style that the Browns have and the respect I've started to develop for Houston's defense, I think Houston's defense can hang in there long enough for Stroud to find an answer to this Cleveland defense. And I think I'm going to take the rookie to get a win in, in round one. I, I think I'm, I think I'm going to side with Houston here. Uh, Cleveland winning would not shock me whatsoever, but I think Houston has a vision to beating the Browns, create turnovers. Uh, my CJ Stroud is not a turnover prone quarterback, like at all. 
So the the Cleveland Browns being number one in the league in turnovers doesn't really scare me that much because I got a quarterback. I got a guy who's not going to turn the ball over. Um, yeah. He is some of the best pocket presence in the NFL. One of the brightest minds in the NFL, even as, as a rookie. I think I'm going to go Houston. I think I'm going to go Houston. What it, I, I'm no Cleveland hater. I love their story. If they win and they get to, as we have it chalked up right now, well, we're kind of split on the other on the two seven game, but the way I have it drawn up right now, they'd be going up to both or Cleveland will go be going up to Baltimore. That'd be a banger. But Houston going up to Baltimore, that's also a banger. So, uh, I mean, yeah. the, the way me and Chris have it have it is Baltimore Steelers going up to, to y'all are conspiracizing against me. That's what I think. That's a banger, <laughs> and then. Chiefs at Arrowhead hosting the Texans in a rematch of Mahomes versus the Texans. Remember last time that happens, he won a Super Bowl. He won his first. It's always Super Bowl. something like that with you. Whoa, when this happened, then this happened. Last time the Eagles lost to the Bucks in the playoffs, Tom Brady was on the football field. So true. He's a good football player. Oh, the last time the Eagles better. played the Bucks in the playoffs, Matt Stafford won the Super Bowl. So guess what? <laughs> One of the football players ever. True. Chris, any thoughts on your boy CJ Stroud playing Joe Cool? Left, do it. Right. I'm going with CJ Stroud. <laughs> Every time. I'm going go. Copyright. Copyright <laughs> infringement. Yeah, sorry. I'm going with CJ Stroud, man. I he's just on a magical run right now. And I think this might be a pick for the fields. I, I seen uh Demico Ryan's in the tunnel getting emotional. I seen my boy CJ Stroud gas to come up there. And it, that could mean that they're gonna get blown out. Cause you know how that happens. You see it a few tears go out there, get whooped up. But I think I think the Texans, I think the Texans can uh can keep this train rolling. Um I really like what I've seen from them. Um just as a whole, I think what you said it's all the most important. Their defense has looked a lot better over recent weeks. And um yeah I, I think I think the Texans are gonna ride the wave they've been on all year and uh pull at least get one one playoff win. I think this is I like it. Idea. Yeah. Um Browns are hungry, yeah. man. Yeah. In the most ironic is, setting this ever. Is a good game. A, lo- yeah. a Lions Brown Super Bowl would be hilarious. Bro, Someone's got to win. Someone has to win. So <laughs> Imagine they go to like 6 uh, OT. I would say if we had okay, so let's say we had championship games of like Browns Bills and then on the other side, we'll have Lions and everyone else has won a Super Bowl. We'll go with Dallas for the irony. Then, like, you know, out of Detroit, Houston, or, or you know, Wait, Cleveland, Buffalo, that, Detroit. Dallas, someone's got to win a Super Bowl at that point. So Dallas would wind up playing Detroit if they, if, if they both win. But true, true, true. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, I would say I don't think we have anything else. Um, we wrapped up all the games, so that is how we see AFC wildcard and NFC wildcard weekends panning out. Um, we will be getting our summit savings to you guys in a parlay this weekend, soon to come. Yeah, we'll probably do same thing we did a couple weeks back, a Saturday, a Sunday, and then a Monday. Um, uh, Chris, God, God, God bless whoever we decide. God bless whoever we decide to pick that wild card Monday game. Uh, I have a new, I, you're screwed, buddy. <laughs> I, have <laughs> I probably a, made it. I have an, I have a new way that we should do. We each pick two legs from each day. 
Oh. You think so? Instead and of us, we, what? Yeah, I would say because putting a whole parlay in your hands is kind of gross. So mine's gonna be wrong. Uh, Whatever I pick, everybody y'all listening, choose the opposite. Shit. So if yeah. I see somebody gonna win, say they're gonna lose by twenty one because. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for tuning in. Like we said before, you know, keep liking, keep subscribing. Uh, if you're listening to this on audio platforms, leave us a five star rating. Give this le- episode like, download. Make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite platform. Um, you guys have anything to say for you know out here? Yes. Nah. I, I do. Oh, just one thing. All our loyal listeners, viewers, and everybody else out there, if y'all happen to see a petition to fire Darvin Ham, don't you pass it. Sign it. I want you to sign it twice. Sign it with your friend's name. Sign it to get him out of town. Thank you. That's all I needed. Yeah, don't keep your hands in your pockets. Don't do what he would. We're cheering for a snowy football game in Pittsburgh in uh, in, in Buffalo. On Saturday, and so I think it's supposed to snow here too in Dallas. So I wonder if funny snowing in Dallas. We see yeah. how, y'all, how are y'all homes gonna hold up, <laughs> bro? Crazy thing, I, I've been. I'll make it quick because I'm way at the end. I've been in. I've been in Dallas like six years now, and I've experienced a couple like snowy winters, like Dallas style. And me being from Chicago, like you know, I've sat through some winters. It was one winter here. It was it was comparable to like a winter in Chicago. It was it was oh, it was kind of cold. Like I think it got. Not not like temperature wise, but we don't have the same amount of like salt trucks and stuff like that to get the roads good. So if it does like, snow, yeah. So if it does snow, it rains a little bit, everything's screwed. I think it was like maybe three inches of snow on the ground, but it was like 19 Yeesh. degrees. And it's like that's that's doable, you know, if you've lived in cold states. But out here, people people thought you thought it was an apocalypse, bro. It was it was insane. It was insane. I, I couldn't imagine uh, the, the cowboys playing football in, in snow here. That'd be crazy. Next, I hope it snows in Tampa and we get the ground game going and we destroy the Bucks, but that's not happening. But Trust. from AP New Freezer, Culture by Migos and DC Comics, thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you guys next week.